Hi, it's Paul. Hi, it's Damo. And it's time for the PD Sports Podcast. With Damo and Paul. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 10 of the PD Sports Podcast. Once again, we have a massive episode lined up. With me is Damo. Damo, say hello to the lovely listeners. How are we, everybody? Double digits. Love to be here. And this is going to be a blockbuster of a pod today, isn't it, Paul? Yeah, well, I'm very, very excited to start breaking down all the action from the weekend. And with us, returning resident guest, Dom, Welcome back, mate. Have a bit of a say to the lovely listeners. Hello, everyone. Once again, happy to be here. And what a weekend of sport. It really, it just had everything. So I reckon, yeah, let's get straight we got so it, much right? to cover. So before we get stuck in, make sure you guys are leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts or make sure you are following via Spotify so far all the ratings that have come through have been awesome and all the ratings have been five star which i think is uh quite astounding to me so let's get straight into it thank you to everybody but premier league time i think it's gonna be the last time we're really gonna delve deep into the premier league until we start doing some season reviews so massive massive day uh sunday night for us here in australia and it didn't surprise me that there were some turns. I felt like we were pretty close, Dame. I feel like we were. Episode on Thursday. Um, I was listening back to the pods when they go live, um, and we predicted the results. We predicted, and then we went on to like say what kind of did happen anyway. Like we talked about the Villa Chelsea game. We I predicted one, or you predicted Chelsea would win, and we both said, but we wouldn't be surprised if Villa would go out there and win that game. And we also said about the Leicester Spurs game. Um, we both guaranteed goal, goals. We both went one all, but we both said at the same time we don't don't knock off that Spurs win this game. You know, three two. I said, or if Leicester win three two, and at the end of the day, any results possible there. Um, the only thing that we all kind of agreed on was that Liverpool were going to win and win easy, and well, they did. So that was great for my heart. Um, and look, it was a great day. It's even better now because it's done, and like, all the pressure off is great. But this turn twisted and changed. And there was one thing I said during last pod was that there's going to be a period where Liverpool are in fifth, Leicester in third, Chelsea are fourth. There's going to be a period where Liverpool are third, Leicester are fourth, Chelsea are fifth. And there's going to be a period where Liverpool will be third, Chelsea will be fourth, and Leicester will be fifth. I had a running table on my stream that we watched this together as a stream. Um, All the games are live and we just reacted to it. I've changed the table, I think, six times. And everyone was in yeah, one geez. position at each time. It was when Leicester winning, Liverpool were out. And then when Liverpool winning, Leicester winning, Chelsea were out. And then all of a sudden, Chelsea were losing and they looked very out. And then, yeah, it was it was incredible drama. I'm just really glad that Liverpool weren't really involved in the drama. The only point that they were in danger was the fact that they didn't score early in the Palace game. But once they did, that was good. And, well, look, it, I think if you're a Leicester or Chelsea fan, you probably would have had about a million heart attacks on the day. I'm just really glad we did it easy. Yeah, I'm the same. And I think we had our little scare moment uh, when Palace had that chance around the 15th minute or so. With Townsend, yeah. Where the, yeah, when he went through one-on-one and managed to... That was all started. Did he, was it a save from no, Alisson? No, no, no. He just, he just fired wide. wide. I, don't, I don't think Alisson had it covered. Yeah. It, it was, Alisson was probably beat that was inside a post and in and he's put it just wide. I think it came from like Trent trying to play an outside of the football um, to Nat Phillips yeah. and the wind kind of like held it up and the next minute... 
Um, nah, um, Reese Williams didn't come across and they kind of just looked at each other and then Townsend was in. Uh, but if that flew in, that would have been a different Liverpool game. Uh, thank, yeah, exactly. thank God it didn't. And then, look, I don't think, as a pod, I, I don't think for the first time I'm saying this, we don't have to really talk about the Liverpool game because it was, the, out of all three games, it was the one that had least to talk about. After Liverpool made up one, there we go. The only thing you could say is that Liverpool probably should have been one new up inside 20. Instead, they were inside one new up inside 30. Or was it 30 odd? Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, and then after, and then up from there, Palace really didn't threaten really. Uh, and then once we made it two, it was game over. Top four, here we come. Thank you very much. The fact we finished only a few points behind United is in itself funny. Um, but look, I think it's just up to us to really delve into what went on at Villa and Chelsea, what went on at Leicester Spurs, and go from there. Yeah, I agree. Dom, do you want to kick us off with just your thoughts on Villa oh, Chelsea? Oh, jeez. <clears throat> tell you what, that club better pay for my cardiologist bill because my heart, <laughs> for a good 45 minutes, I was positive we're going to Europa League. I'm going to get roasted in the group chat. The boys are going to give it to me. But oh, who comes to the rescue? I was, and I've been, a, I've I was been a, and Paul, you know, how big a fan I've been of Gareth Bale, even in sp- before yeah. Real Madrid Spurs days. Number three. Yeah, number three Bale I had that top, had that Spurs top. top. Number three, Bale. You know what made me fall in love with him? Do you remember Inter Milan away? Where he scored the hat trick? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, when he, when he went I reckon I was in about yeah. year, about year eight or nine or ten, watching it in the morning yeah, before so school, you, and he absolutely blitzed him and shown faith. But I tell you what, we that's yes, our sir. worst gap performance under Tuchel, and that's including a 5-2 loss to West Brom. We we really dodged a bullet. We don't deserve to be in the Champions League. But you know what? That's football, eh? That is football. You think the eyes were on this week? What was that, sorry? You think the eyes on the yeah, eyes 100%. On this week and didn't really get the job done? 100%. The Champions League final is the biggest game of their careers. Yeah, I guess so. And they're probably going in half-heartedly. Yeah. Get injured, don't want to you know, Mendy, Mendy comes off. Kante doesn't even start. They're all thinking about, oh, is Kante going to be good? Is Mendy going to be good? Their, their minds were, minds, yeah. yeah the minds were on me. Champions League. And it's, it, you can't really blame them. It's easy for us to say, but. The Kante one for me shows um, how important he's been since Tuchel's come in because I've always rated him, but I always felt under Lampard he was underutilised. It was just the system didn't suit him in a way um, because he's not the most creative type, but he's obviously going to give him mm. the effort. Uh, and I felt he was quite poor, no fault of his own, uh, under Lampard, but I think his importance in this system has just oh, yeah. gone... He back-to-back, back-to-back really... man of the matches in Champions League semi-finals. What does that say from his defensive-minded midfielder? Yeah, exactly. When does that happen? Oh, he's um, he's yeah. unbelievable. That's why. important cog in that Chelsea side. Oh, that's why we're sweating on him, his fitness. Yeah, I'm sure even if he's... Yeah, well, I've seen him. He probably, probably plays... I, see, I remember Europa League, Europa League final, one leg, he blitzed that whole Arsenal midfield. I know it's only Arsenal, but he can do it. Even against Liverpool, he wasn't full fitness yeah. and... He could, he's just that freakish kind of player that he's got that in him. He's a sort of guy that can play on one leg. Yeah. Right? There's some guys that need the fit, you need to be 100% fit to get something out of him. Mm. Kante is that fit and that physically strong, that mentally strong that like he could play. I think even him. going into the World Cup, he was under injury. He's always on, feels like a, he's always under an injury cloud. And then, Probably because yeah, and even I think going into the World Cup, 
under one and then look what he did. Yeah. So, look, I think it's one of those ones where you can look at it two ways. Is it going to be a huge hindrance or is it probably good to get it out of the system now, have a bit of a reality yeah, check? Yeah, I think, and I think, go, I think that's the big one, the reality check. Tushu would have absolutely blasted them after that game. You just know it. Especially if it meant, especially mm. if it meant that Leicester got a result. Oh, regardless, he would, have, like, he would have had Adam, which is good. Yeah, yeah, I agree. You should, should have had but at least there's no pressure on the final. Like, there's no added pressure on the final because the one thing you would have hated was got, should have got the job done against Villa, not qualified, and then lost potentially the mm. Champions League final. Then you're thinking, crap, it was in our hands twice and let it go. So at least now there's the guarantee. There's no added pressure mm. of the final. So we'll get to but the Should we move on later. to the big one? We'll move... We'll move to Leicester Spurs. I just want to mention, I did say on the you podcast, did. on record, that Bale was going to have some impact on this game. And obviously, I didn't anticipate him scoring two goals. And it wasn't classic Gareth Bale of him picking the ball up deep, driving, beating three players, no, second one from 30 yards. But he still played a significant part in sorting out the top four. So I'm pretty happy with myself. Give yourself a pat on the back. Have a stab and put my neck out on the line for Gareth Bale, and he's repaid me. He's done the job for you, Paul. I think uh, you think you've hit the nail on the head there. And I think what we said a lot about this game in the last podcast kind of happened. Like, I guaranteed, I said, I guarantee both teams are going to score in this game because it's going to be so open, and we they did, and it was so open. Um, and I think we also mentioned on last week's podcast that if Leicester need to chase this game to win late on, Spurs will win this game of football. Um, and well, in the end, that happened. So I feel like that this game here kind of played to the script. The only way it didn't play to the script, I think, was that you thought that because Leicester, what they've been through last year, that this year they were going to go out there and be on the probably the right side of a four-two. You thought it was always going to be open with goals, but yeah, look, I, I think it's on, I think it's extremely harsh on Leicester. I really do this year. I think like last year was a proper choke. This year. They were just a little unlucky, I feel. I don't think you can say that as well, though, because they spent the longest time in they the They spent more time in the top four than City. Yeah, they spent, yeah, yeah. that was like 200 plus 240 days, days or something. So I don't think yeah, you can say it's unlucky. Ridiculous. I think it's just a crumbled again. They've crumbled. It, it's, yeah, I just... There's no, there's no reason why they should have, because it's not like they're going deep in Europe. They didn't have Europe. Yes, they made an FA Cup final and they won it, and they'll probably take that. But can I put a question to you two? Really, you can't. What yeah. would you rather, the, the FA Cup or no Champions League qualification? Who would you rather be in this position, Chelsea or Leicester? Would what you rather be Chelsea? Mean? What do you mean? You said no Champions League. No, so would Champions you rather League? be Leicester, have the FA Cup playing Europa League next year, or Chelsea, no FA Cup playing Champions League? And Chelsea. I agree. I'm uh, see. Do. I think this depends on the club. No, nah, it doesn't. No. Nah. You can't you, progress you, with an you FA have Cup to take Champions League. It's cool to win it, I think, but FA Cup's dead, man. I think the only reason why, if you're less than you can tolerate it, is what competition have you won in the past? They've never won the FA yeah. Cup, but... So I think for them, they would take that and you be get like, the Champions yeah, League, I think for the season they've had, they would say if no. If you get in the Champions League, you could win the next three FA Cups because no one takes it seriously. And that's how I look at I think that's, and, a of, I think that's a bit of a shame for the FA Cup. It's one of the best cup oh, competitions. Oh, it's the oldest, oldest it's the most historic cup competition. Yeah, and no one, no one cares about it right now. But, uh, it's, it's like the Cabaret Cup now. But look what comes the money with it. The FA's got money. Incentivise it. Make teams and you know want to win it. 
Um, yeah. Give the teams champions try and get instead of that fourth place being a guaranteed entry into the Champions League. I'd rather see the FA Cup winner get a guaranteed spot, and the fourth team has to qualify like they used to. Um, only reason it doesn't work like that is I don't think you wrote UEFA. UEFA. Uh, gonna do yeah, it's UEFA. Yeah. They need to give English the England um, nationality a fifth yeah, team, no. which I think they deserve. Uh, I, How many times in the last five years have there been two, three, four English teams in the finals? They deserve more spots, more representation. I totally agree. The only reason why they wouldn't give a spot to the FA Cup is that it opens a door. Yeah, yeah. it's not equitable. It opens a door to maybe like. Stevenage and League Two go on this massive run, win the FA Cup. Or Wigan, the Wigan did it, and then they got relegated. Yeah, could you imagine Wigan the year after after they got relegated? Uh, or make it qualifying like it used yeah. to be. It used yeah. to be qualifying, Give them a qualifying spot. spot. Yeah, look, I, I don't mind that. Give you them make a it make spot. it a qualifying spot for the Champions League if they really want. But imagine, imagine Wigan going into the third round of the qualifying of Champions League, having to play Olympia. That would have been huge. Dynamo Zagreb. Yeah, it would have been massive. It's not that bad. It would have been great. Look, I, think, I just don't either. think they want nah, to do it. I think what comes with it. Winning the pro uh, playing in the Champions League, not only do you get the money, it's also the attracting the other attracting the players, and that's yeah, where Leicester could take that next step to push for a league title. Oh yeah, the money and the the money and attract the money and the appeal of Champions League football. They could attract players, then they'll be pushing for a title next year. No, hundred percent. I hundred percent agree that you would rather be in the top four. I just think because Leicester's never won the competition, you tolerate the year. Yeah, okay, maybe this year. No, not with the hist- not with the history that they had with failing last year. If this was last year, and they missed out on Champions League but won the FA Cup, I'd understand it. But not back to back years missing out. It's not good enough in my eyes, to be honest. Should we talk about this game? Because a lot happened in this game. Um, I just think the big thing is that Spurs just were able to scrap. I actually watched this game. This is over Chelsea. Well, I started in Chelsea. Then we were losing, so everything kind of rested on this. So I chucked this over at about 1-0. Unbelievable game. The second half, one of the best I've watched this year. Just it up and down. Free-flowing end-to-end. I was actually watching the Liverpool game in goal rush, and then I had this game on my second monitor in the background. And it was ridiculously end-to-end. And there was times where you thought Leicester really could have... Because they scored two pens, but really, they could have scored three or four. And... Same about Spurs, they could have scored a couple. I think the only real contentious moment is how many times you see keepers get protected for the Schmeichel own goal. No, that wasn't a foul. I've seen that a lot. Damo, that's that's the keeper in you talking, I reckon. Yeah, that's me being a striker. I've seen a lot softer. Only reason is, is Schmeichel goes to punch and he jumps. And I've seen a lot less from players in the past jump and they go, oh, because you've jumped into his area that he's going to jump into and there's contact. Listeners, listeners guess. Who's the keeper? But, who's the striker here? <laughs> yeah, I guess. I get it. You know, and look, Never personally, enough. personally as a goalkeeper, I'm just saying this right now, we get it very easy. Yes. And I understand why, because you've got to protect us. I don't mind in that situation if he's gone for a header and there's no founder and he hits the keeper, so, you know, so be it. It's not a foul. I prefer it a bit of the olden school days where you used to get taught as a keeper. Right, if you're prepared to die to win this ball, go die. Go. Yeah. There you go. Go have Take out who you only have to. Right. Yeah, right. Do what you've got to do. You've now taken that aspect out of it. And once you go to that sort of level and it's so micromanaged that everything's a foul, I feel like I've seen those very soft situations where the guys jump, realise they're not going to get there, pulled out of it. And as Michael goes to punch, it's kind of hit him in his ribs. I've seen them been... Given I'm just watching it now. I'm actually so. watching the replay right now of the 
He makes Schmeichel so slight God. contact. I've seen it been given, and Schmeichel complained for yeah, it straight away. Yeah, Yeah, I just... Oh. Look, he should do a million times better. He's had an unreal year. He's been one of Leicester's best He misses players. the punch, though. Before better. the contact even comes, he misses the punch. I think it's roughly at the same time. It's even half mm. a second, or if not. And it still impedes him. I Look, I've seen that give it, I've seen that been given as a foul. It's super soft. I just feel like on a different day, with a slice of luck, referee gives that, VAR looks at it, and VAR doesn't overturn it. Same way the VAR looks at that and goes, I can't overturn that, it's inconclusive. Fair enough. Yeah, for me, no foul. For me, fair play. Got to be better. Oh, yeah. He, with your season on the line, got to do gotta better. Got to be a million times better. Other ways to prevent that situation, get to the ball first, anticipate it better. That's how I see it. Should we touch yeah. it quickly on it? So for Leicester, yeah, I'll touch quickly on our boy. Bale, that last goal, I reckon it was. Didn't that not remind you of the Bale we used to watch? The fourth one? The fourth where he kind of strolls strolls through that defence. Yeah, that was unreal. He he apparently knows where he's going already, by the way, next year, but can't say anything to us at the year. Well, I think that's a whole new can of worms, which we'll touch on another episode. Yeah. Oh yeah, we can't talk about it now. We're probably talking in a you know end of season review, and we talk about Spurs or whatever. But anyway, um, love him. I'm just just do you do you think it's to Spurs permanently? Nah. No, but we'll get we'll get to I, it. I don't think so either. But I, I love him. I've always loved him as a player. One of my all time favorite yeah, I players. Think he's incredible. I think he's incredible and really could have helped Real Madrid out this year. But here we are. Anyway, other results. Quick touch on Arsenal, too little too They, they won their last five enough. games or something. That's ridiculous. I was like, where was that? Yeah, where's that been all year? Yeah, because they were prepared to play the kids. And the, That's and why. The, Martinelli started. Emil Smith-Rowe started. Saka started. They got the defence sorted. And the kids aren't the problem right. at the club. Six no, straight, they yeah, were. So. The last six games. And Pepe starting. Does that keep Arteta, in, that. Does that keep Arteta in a oh, job? He'll get the job, 100%. Oh, they're saying he's got the pre... They've already told him he's got pre-season. But for me, the fact that this run, who's been starting every game, it's been Pepe and Martinelli with Smith-Rowe in the team. Yeah, that's how he should line up. Like, that's his best year. front three behind whatever striker he wants. And Lacazette's been the leading scorer and he should be playing on mm. merit. Or, like, or had a, I know he had so, malaria on his issues, but yeah. But before that, he mm. was dreadful anyway. Like, I can give him credit for now, but... Since he signed the contract. Yeah. But maybe it's just been... Yeah, I know he just signed the contract, but I've heard some things about him um, that he's just been so prolific that he was bound to yeah, fair enough. at some point. Like He's been so consistent for like six without, years. Without, you imagine where they'd be without yeah, him? You can't. Oh, that, yeah, exactly. that would be So you can probably give him a trouble. tick. You can write him off for this year and give him the start of next year and maybe he needs to reinvent himself a little bit because... He's already on the other side of 30. He's not young, no. He's not going to be able to rely on... Yeah, he's not going to be able to rely on the way he's played his, his whole career. He's, he's, going, to have to he's going to lose that pace eventually. Oh, he will. It will drop off and that's his major export. Mm. Even if he shifts out wide and takes the focus mm. away from him, that could and be something. Cuts in. Even though he's not going to be as quick, at least he'll just be able to you know, use his you know, unreal technical ability just to be able to quickly shift the ball yeah. to one and side his, and just... His bar this ball. year is clinical as it gets in the league. But yeah. anyway, yeah. So it's not over for him yet, mm. I don't think. But we'll get to that. Bit of a shame for us. We'll do a real good episode. I think Arsenal. that result there is what spurred what spurred Spurs on. 
without using, probably should have used better words. Like, knowing that Arsenal are going to leapfrog you in your Spurs, and you've had that sort of year, and Arsenal had that sort of year, think that results the whole reason Spurs come out and have beaten Leicester there. Mm. Um, but look, I thought Arsenal took a little too late, but something to build on, hopefully. And then West Ham in the other game was incredible. They, they I love their season this year. Amazing. I think this year they've been yeah, really same. good. They been spent good. six. Them Villa have really impressed. Do you know how much they spent in the off season? Six million pounds. Six million pounds. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, and then Lingo who, who hopefully signs that. Um, yeah, hopefully signs. Perfect, and then I think, I think they'll go sign Tammy Abraham and a few more signings. That'd be good to go. Europa yeah. League money. Yeah, they suit. I think they just need one more midfielder. Europa League. I think. There'll be one short without no. Yeah, room. them and Villa are going to be really good to watch next year. Oh yeah, two teams I'm really excited for. Yeah, Leeds. actually Leeds. Leeds as well. Actually, I had that mentioned in the um in the other Wolves. results, but it wasn't there. Leeds yeah. kind of put down a marker that hey, we only just finished outside of Europe this year in our first year in the Prem. Yeah, we just they went and blitzed it on they the were, weekend. Yeah, finished ninth for. A... I think. And Wolves had a bad year this year. They'll bounce back. Next next year's Europe next year's Europa League race is going to be huge. Next year's. Yeah. The top 10 should be competitive. It should be really competitive, which makes for a great year across, you know, not just top hopefully four the, final day. Hopefully the championship's a bit Everything better Everything final day, yeah, exactly. Champions. Yeah, I'm excited for next so, year. We'll get to that. Another time. We can't talk about that here. So. Speaking about the championship, let's oh. move on to the playoffs. So Dom and I watched one of these games very closely um, on Saturday night, mm-hmm. which was Brentford-Bournemouth. Oh. And I just want to touch on... Somebody that really caught my eye in this game, and it was Brian Embuemo. Um, first half, not involved at all. He had one one-on-one, which was the cause of the red card, where I can't remember the defender's name, but he just grabbed his ankle and pulled him down last man. in uh, At the start of the second half, they brought on uh, Force um, up front and shifted Embuemo out to the right wing, and every single attack for the first 75 minutes, oh, sorry, for the first half an hour of that uh, second half, was all down the right-hand side, and Embuemo would just either drop a shoulder, cut inside, or just drop the shoulder, then shift it back outside. And he was just the spark that Brentford needed. For me, they had a moment of madness at the start of the game with the corner. I don't know if you were watching Dame at that point. Um, I was. A, I didn't watch the game live, but I've watched the replay on the Sunday morning. That had, yeah. I had yeah. three minutes in. I've seen the goals. I've three seen, minutes I've seen in, the goals they had no in the one game. halfway. Man. Now. I don't understand how they... Paul and I just had our heads in our hands thinking, what have we just witnessed? Yeah, I thought that was game done at that point. We could see that it was getting pretty tense, though. Like, Bournemouth were wasting... I couldn't believe how early they were wasting time in that game. It reminded me so much of, like, Mourinho's tactic against us uh, when he was Chelsea manager, when we lost the league, ultimately, that day. Um, Yeah, so... They knew what they were doing. That's an experienced Bournemouth yeah, side, Begovic, They were just Begovic, trying to frustrate. Begovic was taking every 10 seconds, oh, 20 seconds. It was, I understand why they did it. You've got the goal. You two new up. You don't need to do anything else. Just absorb whatever. But a team like Brentford that can hurt you so quickly, right? You don't want to invite that on you. I just don't think. They would have been better off just playing yeah. that game at a speed that would have made it a touch more frantic for Brentford to kind of compose and off you go. If Bournemouth came out and decided to play football in this game, instead of, oh, great, we got the goal, shot goal, you know, three minutes in. I think they knew they weren't as good as Brentford and they thought the only way we're going to beat them is by frustrating them. And to their credit, until that mistake happened and the red card happened, Bournemouth were in control. Like They weren't doing much, but I actually thought Brentford in the whole first half were pretty poor 
like I don't know, Don, what you felt, but I felt for a side that had played so well and had been flirting with automatic promotion, I thought they didn't really take control of that first half, even after yeah, they one all. Look at the team. Most of the Premier League quality players, they just lost their heads. Yeah. And that like was Begovic was out. Begovic. Yeah, I don't know. What's wrong with Begovic? Was it just me? I don't know. He was going down. He was arguing. He, he was, was trying just, to do everything. The, the whole yeah. mentality, the whole mentality the of Bournemouth was wrong. Yeah. And it was just so negative. And then, look, it took a moment of, of magic for the the goal to get them level on aggregate. Uh, it wasn't even intentional. So I actually thought it was just a screamer initially. And then upon looking at the replay, the defender actually knocks it into we the like, centre-back's path. As we he jumped to the, the roof. Yeah, we thought it was, it was a screamer. Um, live, yeah. I thought it was a screamer. When I mean live, I watched it the Sunday morning. So when I first saw it, I was like, oh, why? Uh, it's one of those ones where I think he knows that he wants to hit it. But the centre-back's put it in the area where it's so like awkward for him to hit. That he's just kind of just flicked it. it. It's a weird way to hit a ball. Ooh, I the touch put the balls flush on his yeah, foot. Yeah, I honestly reckon if he actually went to strike that properly, it was that was going into Rose. Yeah. So yeah, I agree. We'll look, just slice it. Slice of luck, moment of fate, whatever you call it. The fact that Brentford went out there, the red card happened was a mistake. It, it, all these little things of fate kind of add up. If it ain't Brentford's year to do it, they're never doing it. Yeah, and that's what we were thinking as well. And then the third goal, like we all thought it was an own goal initially, and it's an unreal oh, finish from right, the well. is unbelievable. He's a good footballer, yeah, man. Yeah, good finish, good touch. Good on FM as well. He brought me up last year when I did my uh, Brentford save. It's so the reason why... Happy that they're through to the final. It's the reason why we want Brentford to come up so much. You can talk about that squad so much, and a lot of those players you think could play at a Premier League level. Well, I think if they, I think if, I think if they yeah, don't win it, Ivan Tony goes Premier League regardless. Along, along, oh, yeah, along with one or two, just like what happened with last or season before with uh, Ollie Watkins and Ben Rama. Yeah, with Ollie Watkins, they just get depleted. Yeah, I just felt, just touching on Ivan Tony quickly, I felt he was actually quite poor in the game. Um, oh, missed yeah. a lot of chances. I think maybe the occasion got to him a little bit, like the pressure of knowing that they needed a goal. I thought he took the penalty really well, which was ironic because everything else he touched was. Quite disappointing. I, like I thought just, I was expecting a lot more from it's him. One of those, but he's a young striker. Yeah, as well. it's one of those days where it's like, you know, when you're not having your greatest day at the office, everything you touch is just going yeah. a yard too far, whatever. Where a penalty is so isolated, you know, you've done that a million times, put the spot down. I don't think it was him being nervous because if he was nervous, he would have missed that. Um, I think it was just one of those days yeah, where everything, convincing. <laughs> everything that kind of goes wrong went wrong for him. And even then, he still tell that he's one of their best players. Um, I did, yeah, 100%. He was involved yeah, in Yeah, so that's a good sign for them. I don't think that's going to be a case in the final. I feel like in the final, he will step up and play Unreal. Yeah, so. And hopefully they do. But uh, look, hopefully they come out there and win it because I don't want Swansea coming up. Oh. All right, speaking about Swansea, let's shift it to that side. I actually haven't seen any of this game as of yet, so I'm relying on you boys didn't to watch fill it. me in. <laughs> Bar- what uh, look, I've, I've watched Damn I've watched bits and pieces of this. Uh, like I watched the second half of the Barnsley game at home. Barnsley, only reason I haven't gone for a year is they could not find a goal away at home. If they found a goal at home, which they should have, second half against Swansea, at home, 1-0 down, 
they were all over them. Swansea just came and they sat and they sat deep and they couldn't put a ball in the back of the net, Barnsley. Um, this game here was interesting because I said on last podcast, I think Barnsley can go out here and score um, and I think they can do it. I just don't think they will. And it kind of was just that. It was they've got the away goal and then it kind of got to a stage where they went from let's go win the game to, well, now we're 1-0 up. If we concede one now, because I think they conceded like 75th-ish. Um to have one all in the night, two one loss on aggregate. It got to a stage where it felt about sixty five minutes or so in that, all right, we've got the one new lead. If we keep committing men, we're going to get hit. So let's just stop playing football, sort of thing. I don't know if that was actually something that was tactically done or if it was just you know how in games of football games ebb and flow. Uh, I just feel like that Barnsley went from playing some unreal football to just nothing for a period. And I kind of ha- I have it in my notes, and I think it sums it up for both ties. Uh, Barnsley couldn't make their areas of where they dominated the games over both legs count, where Swansea in the 20 minutes that I had that they dominated in over probably first and second leg, right? They scored. They made it count. And I think that's the difference between a great side and a side that will probably be in and around the playoffs, hopefully automatic promotion next year in Barnsley. It's going to be really good for them. And I think it was it will be a good learning curve for them as well because it's a little bit unexpected that they were there. Um... But uh, you also, it's the championship. That opportunity might never come around again for the other few years, you know. Uh, same for Bournemouth. Yeah, Bournemouth. It's like Derby. Yeah, it's same for Bournemouth as well. You know, Bournemouth really should never have been in this position. They should have been automatically promoted. They only finished sixth this year. You know, who says that they finished inside the sixth next year? Same with Barnsley. That's that's the beauty of the championship, though. And Derby's a great example. Yeah, that's why I love it. That's the it, best. It, it, so, yeah. for the final, what do we reckon? I think we've got our bit of bias hat on, I think. We've we've said probably for the last month, we want someone new. Brentford's that coming. someone new is Brentford. It's interesting. We've all gone with different results as well. I was t- I was tempted to go with what Dom does, 2-1. Um, so for those that don't know, Dom's gone 2-1, haven't you, Dom? Yep. Yeah, Paul, he's gone 2-0, haven't you, Paul? And I've gone 3-1. Um... I reckon it's really good that we put in different results because we're kind of expecting different games. So, Dom, why did you put 2-1 in? Give me a reason. I think both teams have showed they could score, but also prone to concede. I like it. Dom, I'm Paul. I just think Brentford are just playing for so much at this point. I don't know. I just like I just like the defensive. I just really rate the defensive Brentford. I rate David Raya as a goalkeeper. I haven't really watched Swansea that much. I mean, they're always... they still got some out, decent players. Like Kyle Norton, one of the AU brothers, Routledge is there. Uh, a young lad from Chelsea yeah, on loan, Gui, centre-back. He'll, he'll be a player. Oh, yes. So I hope he... Yeah. But I still, still want Brentford. Um, the only reason I've gone 3-1 is we know Brentford know how to score. I think that as long as they get the first one, they will score more than one. Um, if they go one nil down, this could be an interesting game where Swansea might just defend for their lives. Um, uh, the reason why I've gone three one is that we've seen that Brentford can score, and from what I watched against the Barnsley Swansea game, Swansea needed a touch of luck not to concede more against Barnsley. I feel like Brentford have the touch of quality, a bit more quality than Barnsley, that they'll make that count. I just think that Brentford, like Dom said, generally know how to concede one. I think the defense is really good. I just feel like they always concede one. Um, and because of that, I've gone 3-1. But I reckon Brentford would be 3 new up and they'll score one late, Swansea. Yeah, that'd be nice. So we'll do a bit of a recap on that. 
once that game is done and dusted and what it means to the Premier League and all the rest of it moving forward. So it's time to really start breaking down. Now, this is crazy. The big ticket item for this week, which is the Champions League. Lots to talk about once again through the week of the Premier League. Obviously, it's an all-English final. So... Man City, after a bit of a stumble, found some form. Obviously, they'd smacked up Everton 5-0, which we didn't really mention at didn't all. Didn't really need um, to. Guerra, good send-off, that's all I'll say. But they were always going to smoke yeah, them. That's fair. So, yeah, I think they needed that. I just think they needed that result, though. Like, they just needed to put a game together. That just really solidified what they're doing because I feel like they just sort of were in third gear for the last couple of games and didn't really get out of it. So... Lots to play for. Um, City, obviously. The one thing I like is their owners have paid for fans to go. Um, I don't know how fans were selected, but they're actually paying for fans to go to the game, which I think is I think that's awesome. Um, And I understand why they've done that, which is they need the support over there. And look, I think that that just shows that as much as they get a lot of slack, their owners, for just being... oil money, whatever you want to call it, right? Just, there it is, splurge, buy whatever. They, they understand a bit about football. They know that this is massive. I don't think, and I don't I think, think you can, yeah, of, I don't think you can fault them as owners. No, I don't think you can at all. Um, and look, this is going to be a good game of football. I just think this city side is way too good <laughs> to not win it. Yeah. It's just a, I don't know, it's one of those matchups where Chelsea's probably the best team to take them on, though. I do too. Um, just the way that they play. Um, Pep, we spoke about it a couple of weeks ago when they did play each other, um, and Pep kind of tried to mimic that system and it just didn't work. I think, that was, um, I think that's going to be smart. I think Pep did that on purpose just to see if he could do it in this game, and I think he knows now he can't. Uh, he may as well yeah, play him. A good little yeah, he may as well play City's brand of football instead of trying to match... Chelsea here. I'd be very surprised if he tries to match Chelsea when the lineups come out for this game here. Yeah. Um, I've also got to remember that game and was it game week 35, game week 36 that they played against each other? 35, I reckon. Um, yeah. 35. Um, there was a lot of people that were arrested in this game. Both, well. both sides. Just after Champions yeah. League. Um, so I think it would be a very different game than what we saw in the Premier League in game week 35. The only thing that you can take out of it was the tactically what both managers did and what they're going to do in this game may be slightly different. I think if you're Chelsea, you did the exact same thing. And Pep goes out there and lines up probably a bit more City-like. Four, three, yeah, three. And that's really it. Yeah. I feel like in that one there. Yeah, that's the the big one for me is, yeah, I think Chelsea team, if it pretty well picks itself at this I point. I think it does. I've well. done the lineup. Um, if you want to see it, here. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just having a read of go, that. Go, go, out, exactly go, go out, Dom. Go out, Dom. Read that because I'm happy with that one. Right, I'd go Mendy, cross the three, as P, Thiago Silva, Rudiger. And yep. that four, James, Kante, Jorginho, Chilwell. Yep. Werner Havertz, me out as a three. I think yep. Pulisic I... off the bench is the impact because I saw what he did against Real Madrid. I think it's a handy little yep. super sub to have. And I think I would agree. the city... You might disagree with this one. I think he goes Edison, Cancelo, Stones, Diaz, Zinchenko, Rodri, Gundogan, Bernardo Silva, Mares, KDB is a false nine, and Foden on the left. 
What do you reckon? Yeah, that's interesting because I'm looking at the team from Sunday. It's close, that. And it's, well, I'm trying to think who I take out. The only thing is Walker and Cancelo shifts to left back. I think they're one. I think you're one midfielder too heavy there. What does he do? Gabriel Jesus start. Rodri, Ilki, Bernardo, Katie, Ben yeah, Foden. Played... I know you're, you've got it as Foden on the Yeah, that's the reason I'm yeah. playing him. So he played centrally on Sunday. But who did he... Um, Sterling might start. Left. Nah, Sterling's yeah. not starting this game. Jesus. So who's playing... De Bruyne is a false nine. KDB. Yeah, and with Rodri and Gundogan. Sorry, I couldn't quite hear you. Oh, Must have really gone off. Um, Hopefully you guys can hear us. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It, it, it all depends on KDB's position in this game. It does. It, it depends really. on what... If he wants to go 4-3 or 4-2-3-1. Has he got the bullies to go and play him that, up front? Yeah, if that doesn't... I think Pep does. I think Pep's proven that he has the bullies to do it. But I'd love to see that match up with the brainer and then Kante will just be on him. Like you, like you, like a fly to you know what. If yeah. that's what he goes with, Tuchel says Kante, just go follow him. Yeah. I think... Yeah, the City side's I tough. think that's the perfect... It's really tough That's to a key matchup, that one, is the De Bruyne-Kante matchup. That's the matchup. And I think that's... I think the thing Pep will try and do is put De Bruyne in a spot where Kante can't follow him the whole way around. I just don't think there is a spot he can put him where Kante won't follow him the whole way around. Unless he puts him out yeah, wide. Yeah, one of the central midfielders in the yeah. three. Nah, if he plays him in the central midfielder as a three with like Kinsella on the right-hand side, then that gives De Bruyne the sort of flexibility to drift really wide on that same side as Mahrez. Yeah. And if you're going to do that and you're going to let Kante follow him, then there's going to be huge holes. That's the only spot you like can Bernardo, put him. If Bernardo's the other central midfielder to really pick up those those inside areas to really dominate. Well, if you do that, then are you going to then play Gabriel Jesus and move De Bruyne yeah. into the midfield and then you're dropping maybe Gundogan? Yeah, but then just mm, uh, Jesus, is he good enough? Yes. Do you reckon? Uh, well, they're getting rid of Aguero. For I think a he's playing uh, A. Question, Aguero starts at all? Nah, nah, nah. Uh, no. Good. Oh, Aguero and Sterling, you can lock in as not starting. Yeah, I would love that. Yeah. Either. I'm looking at the team that he played this morning, and Jesus played 70... Oh, this morning, sorry, Sunday. Jesus played 75 minutes and came off for Ferran Torres, but obviously in the tactical switch with Aguero coming on earlier. I just think, who misses out? Rodri sits at the base... De Bruyne. It's Gundogan that misses out. Yeah. De Bruyne and Bernardo, or De Bruyne and Gundogan. It's one of those two miss out. Foden slides up to the left wing, and then it's Jesus Mares initially. If it's not worth so, Sorry, who just went? Who just said the midfield? Three? Three would be De Bruyne, one of Gundogan or Bernardo Silva, and. Uh, so Brod- he's been liking Bernardo Silva on the right hand side though when he has put De Bruyne in the nine so who knows yeah, but the thing is is that the reason we're talking so much about the City side and it's so flexible that's what makes him so good yeah but that's why they're probably one of the very few teams that when if you're Chelsea that line up so defensively solid and we've talked about it in the past City are good enough to go out there and put five, six, seven guys in that forward line and go, right, you can sit there with your bank of fire, but we're going to break it down. It's going to be a great match in that aspect. If you want it for the neutrals, yeah. you want Chelsea to find the first goal. Oh, yeah. Tactically. Yeah. And then that game is on. I just feel like if City get the first one and Chelsea come out... I think Chelsea will just play on the break like they have. 
Oh, yeah, I think they don't think they're going to change. Just and with Pep, Pep find the first one, Pep's though. high line, it's going to be a great. It's just going to be. It just leads to such a good game. Yeah. Oh, both teams will score in this. You'd hope so. Think so. Make it a good. I final. hope so. Well, you know what? It's a Champions League final. Wouldn't surprise me. It's nil nil for ninety minutes as well. Who yeah, knows? But I just think it is going to be one of the better games. What's your key matchups here? Obviously, De Bruyne and Kante. Kante. But you're going with any other key ones? Yeah. Mara's yeah. Well. Yeah. Chua's been exposed defensively. But if Mar- yeah. Mara's won't do the doggy going back, and that right side, that's where they attack City. You know, Chua could get something going there. Yeah. So, yeah, it's going to be an And the big thing is, yeah. I know he's been average, very average this year, but Werner breaking the lines. That's when we've scored a lot of big goals, him breaking the line at a cutback. Yeah, so that might be the opportunity for Chelsea to, number one, exploit, but then number number two, be exploited. That's why there's just yeah, so exactly. many things that go both ways in this game. I think that everything's yeah. kind of a key matchup here. Um, you can talk about Rodri and Havertz as well, or Rodri and Mount. Yeah, you could as well. I think it's... I think the big one here is... Can Werner step it up on the big stage? We haven't seen it at all this year. I just think that if there's ever a time that he comes alive, yeah, it's yeah. now. So I we'll think, find out. and I think Chelsea's outside centre backs are as P and Rudiger with Mares and Foden. I think they are going to absolutely kick the living daylights out of them first five ten minutes and just try to get in their head. Yeah, just absolutely. Be, no, just, even if they take yeah, a card and just absolutely boot them. Oh, well, as as P, as B knows the role, as B knows the yeah. job. Um, and Rudy really slightly good. disappointed that he got sent off on the weekend because I think he. Oh, he just he let it get to his but, head. But I think he is smart enough that as much as we don't condone this sort of behaviour, this is the type of game where you first ten minutes you let your man know he's. Oh there. yeah. You, you even try to draw a reaction you him out of and you crunch even him. Even draw, yeah, draw, draw a reaction out of Foden. He's young. He could snap. As piece, as piece. I, I, I'm a coach. I've told players in the past that I know this player. We don't get under his skin. We don't condone this. Off. But we don't condone this. But this is what I'm in I mean, a Champions League final. Dark arts. This is what wins And games. this is why I think City will be so good. Is the dark arts are in that side? They understand. Rudik yeah. is a boy that knows what to do. He'll take a card. He'll... And the, and this and look, I actually nuts. think it'd be interesting to look at the foul count because I think Chelsea will foul City very high up the field a lot. And if we don't get a referee that's card happy, it could go on for a while before people start getting booked. And that's a win for Chelsea. If they can foul them, says they win the ball up their end, and then they can set up. up play, yeah. I think and, they've got the And who to loves that? Too. Kante loves that. Oh, look. And you get to worry Kante, it. Jorginho. Yeah, that's where the game could be won. Yeah. Just completely oh. not un- unfootball-like. Yeah, if this game becomes super free-flowing, open, City will yeah. win this game. Does Fernandinho potentially mm, get a start for that reason? Maybe to combat it. Yeah. He's trusted in him so much. Yeah, I agree. I actually think it's a very good shout, though. but then you don't start Rodri, and Rodri's been so good. Yeah, neither of them can play as an eight. Yeah, I know. No, nah, they're both they're both so, defensively minded midfielders. I think there's no room for sentiment oh, in the uh, no room for sentiment. If City are winning, then it wouldn't surprise me if you see Fernandinho. In oh, look, game. if City are winning, Aguero and Fernandinho are going to come on in this game. No, I don't see Guerrero if they're winning. That's the way it's Nah, he'll bring him on, you know, just to go, hey, have your moment. Uh, I don't know. If they're losing, I'll see him coming on, but not. I think it'll, both that times we'll see him come on. I, I can. If, not if it's tight. I, I think Aguero. I not think, if it's tight. You don't, you don't have got five subs. Are they got five in the Champions yeah. League? Yeah, maybe then. I think he's, I think he's coming on. 
Yeah, anyway, we'll see. A great game. Big, big week to go. Fitness of a few players is a big concern as well at the moment. But look, as we said before, Champions League final doesn't come around every day of the week. Give them a quarter zone. Get I them think up. Get them Dom, you're telling subs. me... If you need to make a sub early, make it early. I think you're telling me Mendy's okay anyway. Tuchel says this morning our time is quite confident they'll both pull. I think Kante pulls up regardless. He'll play with one leg if he had I to. I think Kante plays and I think Mendy, leg, that's so. why they dragged him at half-time. Precautionary. And he, he says he's confident they'll both pull up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. you got to get him up. Get an inject. And no no real injury so. worries for City. No. No. I think both teams probably go in full strength. This is going to be a great cup final. This is going to be a better UCL final than... Well, what? Yeah, we've seen a couple average ones lately. We have, haven't we? Yeah. Well, obviously. Yeah, we have. Yeah. Not even ours running against Spurs. Oh, that was for a neutral. For a neutral, that was neutral. That was disgusting. Oh, it was horrid, but it was disgusting for us too because we were nervous from thirty-five seconds. Oh, mate, that was the most nerve-wracking game we've ever watched. But I think for this, as a neutral, you can sit back, you can relax, and you can see how much of this podcast we've got right in this game here. Score yeah. prediction, boys. So speaking about uh, score prediction, uh, Chelsea one nil. I can't. I can't so go. Biased. I, oh, could you go against Liverpool? Yeah. No, I'm just. I wasn't. I wasn't. I wasn't saying that's so biased. I'm just saying, I, I didn't expect anything less, and that's good. That's why you're here, Dom. Thanks, mate. It's all good. Give it to me, Paul. Two one City Guerrero winner. I love that. I think that is awesome. I'm going to go 2 1 City in extra time. She love it. One, you one love an extra time prediction. I think you, I I think you did it. I think you did it for Every round. And you did it for PSG City. Our PSG City as well. I did. He said penalties I did. in that one. I did. And to be fair, PSG just knew what the frick they were doing. Get off the fence. I'm not, I'm not the on the fence. fence. I'm, 90, like I'm predicting big things to happen. 90. Nah, I'm, predict, I'm predicting the Euro, I'm telling you right now I'm predicting Europa League in 90 I'm telling you exactly what's happening in that game yeah. tell us yeah 1-0 Villarreal exactly <laughs> that's my prediction for Villarreal 1-0 Villarreal too. that's a good that's mine as well there we go let's get moving let's move on to it talk about shit games shit finals I'm not this even watching it shit final <laughs> I'll, I'll watch either. it I've got, I've got a... I'll watch the, the, the five minute oh yeah while I'm on the toilet at work because that's what... No, I'll be, I'll be up. Because, because that's what it, in block that's what it deserves. I'll be up at 4.45, coffee, coffee deserves to be, any deserves to be watched. No, it's because it's a Friday Thursday. morning. Thursday morning, like, it's isn't it? It's dumb. Oh, it's just a words. shit game that deserves to be watched on the toilet. <laughs> oh, my God. Dumb. Nothing to talk about. Man United's form's been dog shit. Villarreal are going to park the bus. United are going to have 50, 100 chances. And Villarreal are going to hit one on the break. Done. Don't even watch the game. Right, moving on. I, I think <laughs> I think that this game's gonna go one. Or Cavani's gonna score a crucial goal and United. United three 0 yeah. move on. Villarreal one 0 very scrappy I game. I really want to see Villarreal win one. I do too. I'll be so nice. And that's not me being biased. My head tells me United. My heart tells me Villarreal. Look, I, I'm telling heart and head are telling me that Villarreal win this game only because of what United have done in the running. And they weren't great against Wolves and they rested still against Wolves. Yeah, I so know. I understand why he's done it, but these guys needed game time to go out there and play. I just, yeah, I don't think they do. 
We'll see. That's the big one. That, well, not a big one, but there'll be a lot to talk about, I think, next week. I think one, so, so too. Um, we'll leave it for there. There's nothing really else to say. It's just not a great final, to be honest. Uh, I, I hope that it I'll just proves say one thing, touch on. The only thing that'll get Villa out over the line, they have to win for a Champions League spot. Yeah. That is correct. But I don't, how does it um, work? How does it work? Because this... Automatic, oh, they go as the yeah, same one. Yeah, they go in. So does, does, does Sevilla lose theirs? No. Oh, I don't know. I don't, I don't think so. Oh, actually. No, it's not because it's your guarantee. Uh, it's, it's Spain's top four all guaranteed. Oh, yeah, it entry. is. It is. It is. Just, just checked it. It's all. So, uh, then it's fine. All right, so then it's it's fine. like the Premier League, then. That's fine. So they're just an additional. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Next. All right. Monaco. Oh. Okay. Actually, no, 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 no. One more thing. One more thing. Yeah, Sorry. Go. Speaking of Monaco. Not Monaco, oh, but Lille. beautiful. Oh yes, great stuff. My, what, what a what highlight of the weekend. Highlight of the weekend. Jose Fonte, yeah. Jose Fonte, there, thirty-seven. What a legend! And he got called up to the Unreal. Uh, Portuguese Unreal. European Championship squad. Portuguese. Oh, that would be nice if, yeah. if Portugal win the Euros. Oh, no, Italy's winning it. Just well done to Lille. I was wanting to mention them. That's huge. I think that's, that's massive. Absolutely massive. By the way, that ball. started all the rumours that Poch wants to come back to Spurs now. Oh. We're going on that? Are we touching that? How? How's he not uh, how's he not gonna get the he has I think to there's the a sack. question I think there's a the I think there's a question of that in the question area by um North Beach, I reckon. Um yeah, there is. Oh, here here it so. is. I bowled it. Is it? it is. Oh, it's yeah, there. Is. Um we'll maybe yeah, touch that. Yeah, yeah. There's a question relating to Spurs. I will touch on that statement that Poch maybe later. about Poch a bit later. But there has been some uh there's been some news coming out of England about Poch. But, uh, look, yeah. full credit to Lille. I think that's incredible because who really thought PSG were ever going to lose Liga 1 if it wasn't on Football Manager? Yeah. So, yeah, there you go. And Football Manager, they would have won it. Let's defeated. shift it a little bit. Yeah, exactly. Let's shift the conversation a little bit south briefly. Uh, didn't watch the race. All right, just quickly. It, but my phone's about to die. Yeah, go. I've got to go put it on yeah. charge, but I'll be back. So I don't watch F1, so I won't be missed. You're yeah. all good. Done. All right, demo. Um, look, uh, I only want to speak about it because I'm such a big F1 nut. Um, this was the most tame Monaco Grand Prix in the 20 years I've watched. Yeah, only one. Monaco. One DNF. Yeah, really. uh, usually Monaco. And it wasn't even a crash. No, usually Monaco's always one safety car because something happened. Right or so or yeah. you know there's a moment of madness or there's a car that blows Someone up or because historically it's the race where right before the engine swap overs happen so usually you get a yeah. technic you know a technical DNF. Um, the only real drama happened. Someone before, tries to overtake when they yeah. Shouldn't. The only real drama was uh, obviously Leclerc got on pole. Bonus. Ferrari looked quick and then they took a gamble and the gearbox wasn't good. Um, and then Bottas. And then Bottas obviously was just unlucky with the. Uh, we were cross, Change yeah. It was a cross threaded, um, cross threaded wheel gun that couldn't get the oh, wheel nut off. Is that what yeah, it was? and so every time they tried to get yeah. the wheel off, the metal would spit out, and they couldn't get it off. Made it worse. Yeah, it just it was gone. Yeah. It was his race was over, which is a shame because he would have yeah. finished. Spin. He would have finished on the podium. Um, yeah, he's flying. My reason why I want to talk about it is a lot of people have been saying that it's time for Monaco to go, or Monaco needs to be changed in order to produce racing. I'm actually on the opposite side of that. And I understand for people that yeah, aren't purist of Formula One, but it's a different dif- discipline in Monaco than when it it's is. Technical. It's technical. It's mentally physical. You know, when the great Ayrton Senna is winning a race by a minute and a half in 1988, and then he puts it in the wall with 10 laps to go, 
anyone's going to put it in the wall with 10 mats to go. Yeah. yeah, maybe we didn't get it in this race here. And yeah, it was the most tame race because cars are longer, cars are wide. It's so hard to pass. I don't even remember really seeing a pass on track apart from that one when Schumacher put it on Mazepin. Um, the rest of the passing came out of the pits. Uh, it's a different discipline here. Yeah. If you want to win a world championship... You need to know how to overtake. You need to know how to manage tires, manage fuel, and you need to learn how to how keep to the car on the road for the distance. And that's Monaco for you. You've got to manage the fuel, manage the tires, and keep the car on the road. Um, so I'm a big fan of not changing it. And look, next year, we might get a crazy Monaco like we did in 2010, 2011, when like Button's engine blew up and Hamilton crashed into like five cars. And yeah, look, yeah. that's Monaco. You're going to cop years where it's going to be boring. And you got a couple of years where it was really good. There was hope of rain. There was no rain. And if it rains in Monaco, it's crazy. It's bedlam. So definitely keep it on the calendar. Nothing else you can do to it. Uh, only thing I'll say about the race was Daniel Ricciardo was obviously very yes. slow. Um, Starting to really question it now, um, aren't we? If there's ever, Hasn't got going If there's yet. ever a track where you're not used to the car, it's going to show. It's Monaco because you need to get everything out the car to find any sort of time. And... Historically, this is Daniel's favourite track. You know, he's one of the youngest uh, Formula One winners at Monaco. Not the youngest, one of the youngest. Um, his most ever points in a circuit that he's got in the World Championship is Monaco. Uh, historically, it's his best track. And he looked absolutely horrid. And he was even saying in his press conference, I can't believe I'm slow here because I'm not slow here. And yeah, I think it's just really shown that he's not used to the car. Every car is different. We just need to give him time. My only silver lining was the last five laps he seemed to become quick again and he looked like he could race all of a sudden so hopefully he's starting to turn the leaf in the corner um and look if it happens it happens and if it doesn't it doesn't it's a brave gamble anyway to take mclaren on knowing that yeah you probably weren't going to win the championship at red bull you probably weren't going to turn the champs at renault yet you know with the new rule changes coming in next year 2023, 2024 could be the year you could win it at McLaren. I just think that if that car became good enough with Norris signing a new contract, that's Norris's title, not yours. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I don't think he's the number one anymore. Well, the, the, I think he was signed as a number one, but Norris is that quick and Daniel was not used to that car at all. That Unless Daniel yeah, unless shift. Daniel found the car second half of the year and was doing what Norris is doing now, putting it on the podium, challenging for poles, um, and then maybe even found a way to win a race, which is still possible, but you never know. Um, then I think Norris is the number one, and that's a danger thing for Daniel. And he may be looking for another team yeah. again, um, which is a great mystery because he's a great driver. So, yeah. Yeah. But, again, we'll keep the F1 driver stuff for sort of yeah, when, when bit where people start. The yeah, the, the seats start and going and the title gets closer because it's the first time in a long time we've got a Verstappen in the lead of the championship. Like, we could get a serious yeah. F one title fight this year, which is about time. Hope so. Paul, yeah. all AFL, you love it. We love it. What a game! I screamed the house down on Saturday yeah. night. Yeah, I was lucky enough to be uh, stuck in a house with eight crows yeah. fans. Did please night, tell me so. you enjoyed it though? Oh yeah, of course I did. Um, it's an unreal game. We'll start with the Crows. I don't know where Dom is. Oh, no, I'm back. I'll oh, no, start with chat, Power but... because I think if Dom comes back... No, I'm back. To talk about it too because he's a Crow fan. Yeah. Oh, I'm here. So Sorry, I'm here. Oh, there just... he is. Still go with the Power, oh, I reckon, Paul. Because yeah, out of the two games, there is less to talk about, think, in the Power game than there uh, is the Crow game. So, I think this is before Dom actually knew he was coming on tonight. So, Dom did write a question for me in the... Can I, can I ask it to you? Okay. Yeah. Well... 
Here we go. Or do you want to talk about him first? Now ask it because no, it leads I want into you to it. ask this question because it leads into what All I right. think. I'll get the exact question now. A flat, yeah, I've got it on the run flat track, please. Yeah, so Paul, my question to you. Do you actually rate Port Adelaide's chances this year? And what are your thoughts on the flat track bully tag they've been given in the past few weeks? There's no chance in hell that we're winning a flag this year. Um, Jesus. Injuries haven't Clip that one, boys. to key players. That's the first time in a long time where we've had long-term injuries to key players. Uh, last year... We got I'll very, very lucky. Put it out that you have been very lucky. Deal with it. Especially last year. And now it's... Yeah, last year we had one injury, and when one would get out, one would come back in, and we are able to deal with it. This year you haven't. I think the, the difference this year is last year all the commentary was we're too Dixon reliant. This year they're trying to spread the numbers out, and now Dixon's getting slaughtered because we're trying to spread the forward entries out. I think I think I said this to a few of the boys up away when we were away this weekend that it's a completely different forward line. Number one, then number two, it's been impacted by injuries. So you're talking about Mitch Georgiades playing week in, week out. You're talking about Todd Marshall playing deep at a goal. I don't think the three of them, including Dixon, have actually really figured out what's the best way for what us. About to another, get this I'll put another question sorted. to you. Why don't you build around Georgiades? The kid's a star. Because you don't want to expose him to the number one okay, defender. Fair enough, he's not ready. That's why. Yep. Nah, not ready for yeah, that. Yeah, he hasn't got the body. He can fly at the ball, but he needs to be taking the two and three defender at the moment. So, look, Charlie Dixon's goals, that's obviously a big talking point. I'm not bothered by that because we're getting goals from other sources. What we lacked on the weekend was Orazio Fantasia's energy. And you're not going to match that because that's the reason why he was brought into the club as a pressure forward. So, I feel like that probably... People aren't talking about that enough. Uh, don't you um, don't sorry, don't you just think he's too unreliable with his injuries at such a young age? Yeah, but yeah, so they need to be bringing someone in to learn from him yeah. as well. So I think for someone of his quality, it's great to have him around the place. If you, I said at the start of the year, if you can get sixteen games out of him, you've mm-hmm. done well. I was never anticipating him playing the full season, like home and away season. But there needs to be someone there learning their craft from him as a mentor. Because I think his goal kicking is not amazing, but he'll still kick enough. Is there someone at the club pool um, that can learn off him, though? Not yet. I think Boyd Woodcock's probably that one that will play that deep forward role. And he's sort of been in and out of the team. I think Kane Farrell, but I like his delivery going inside 50, so I wouldn't want to leave him deep. So at the moment, I think that's an area of weakness for us is our small forward depth. I think the ones that are there are good enough. But we don't have anyone coming through. We've got lots of halfbacks and lots of wingers and lots of midfielders. But the other thing I want to mention on why I don't think we're going to go all the way, and it was evident against the Bulldogs, we didn't actually talk about this last week, was that we've got minimal outside run at all. So the bully tag is almost, for me, a negative thing for us. Footy is always perceived as that sport where you want to be physical it's good to be physical, but once you've gotten physical and won the ball, then we've got no one to dish it to. So we're relying on Carl Amon and no Dersma. Like we don't have it's, another. You've lost. You've lost really. your like explosiveness through there with Dersma and uh, Butters, and you've got a midfield Butters, of Boke, Papa, yeah. Wines. As good as they are, Wines. they're not the most mobile. Yeah. 
Yeah, exactly. And that's where we're being found out. So, look, the game we played the weekend was ugly. But I said good teams get results when they're not meant to. Colin didn't mean to win that. Correct. Set up a way. Pardon? Didn't mean to win that game, but far out you got there. Yeah, exactly. So Collingwood came in with a game plan which I thought worked well. They stopped our run. We had Houston back, who I thought wasn't really that effective. Yes, he kicked a goal that came from Charlie's pressure in the last quarter. I felt the minute you saw... I don't know if you boys actually watched our game, but for three quarters, we were stagnant as. We could not move the ball. It was flat. It was slow. Final quarter, he actually came and played football. He actually got moving. First three. We had 70% of play on percentage from marks in the last quarter. What what does that tell you? He took the game on. There's space and we're moving quick. Once we move quick, we isolate Dixon, we isolate Georgiades, you isolate Marshall. I think there's going to be some it's credit to Ken, team. though, because I think he really insisted on that three-quarter yeah. time. And he doesn't get a lot of credit, Ken. Yeah. And it takes a lot to get some credit out of me for Ken Hinckley, but I really... He doesn't normally change things. I really think he came and out and I he liked. changed it three-quarter time because it was that stagnant. So I was at a first birthday party. Trust me, I had nothing better to do but watch this game of football. I parked myself there and was yeah. like, great, you know, I'd rather be at home, you know, streaming or whatever, but here I am. Um, and for three quarters of football, you guys didn't look like going forward at all. And, like, I'm not the greatest. It was just a long, long yeah, bomb I'm, to big I'm not the greatest. That's what it was. Darcy Moore ate everything I'm up. I'm not the greatest when it comes to AFL and analysing. It's not my sport. I'm, I love the game. I love watching the game. I just don't understand the game enough, right? But the difference between me and power usually and power here was the, the movement of Port Adelaide going forward wasn't there for three quarters. And then final quarter, like you said, it was so evident to someone that doesn't watch the game enough that every time you got the ball, it was forward, it was quick. If it wasn't through the guts, it was moved quickly out wide. And these guys got down the other end in a heartbeat where first three quarters was very just whatever. Yeah, it just yeah. showed it showed two things at the moment. So there's two flaws. The two flaws were we're lacking our outside run, which is no fault of anybody's. It's, it happens. And that teams now have a blueprint of how to stop our movement. So we're going to have to find ways. We, we've got an interesting run of games coming up before the bye as well. I know we've got Freeman at home this week. They're another team that are going to set up the same way. So look, it'll be interesting to see. But to answer the initial question, I just don't... We can't match the Bulldogs midfield. Melbourne, I can't. I kind of want to play Melbourne because I think their midfield is pretty similar to ours, and I think we could handle their forward line. That might come and bite me in the ass. And then I think the other sides around us, like we're kind of there. Like we haven't played them, so everyone's talking about how we haven't beaten top eight sides. We've only lost to the Bulldogs and West Coast. I think that are. In the top I eight, think you're, so, you think you're the best of the rest outside of. I think you're a top, top four team. You're not a premiership yeah, contender. Yeah. You're a top four team. I think you sneak into fourth. Still. And we could, we could, if we sneak into you, top you'll be top four. four. Then you're half a chance. Which is you'll finish top doable. four. Yeah. Oh, sorry, we lost to Brisbane as well. So by the way, they're that. coming really um, good at the minute. Yeah, the four, the four will be Western Bulldogs. I think Geelong. Nah, it'll be. I do too. It'll be Port Melbourne. Bulldogs, Western Bulldogs, uh, Brisbane. That'll be the four. Brisbane, yeah. So Geelong yeah. fall out. We said it. We said it when we talked about AFL a bit more in depth. Maybe like podcast free pool or four. Yeah. Um, we gave, we gave our predictions. We both said that Brisbane would turn it around. I just didn't think we would they would turn it around in this sort of way that they have looked this good. Um, I was talking. And, I'm not going to name and, him on here. And without, he's a, and without uh, Lockie Neal, mind you. 
Yeah, look, I'm not going to name him on the podcast by name because people know who this person is. Um, and I don't. Are we talking about a Brisbane him. fan? We're talking about a Crows, a Crows player that's played for another AFL club that I'm in regular contact with because he now has a lawn cutting business. Oh my god! And he's still <laughs> no, mention he's it. Still, drop the name. He, I know who he's it is. still quite I'll, a famous. I'll tell you off the. He's still no, I know quite who it is. A famous person in. Adelaide, I'm not going to mention him without permission. I might ask him for Bad permission, asking. right, if I can yeah. mention what he says to me in AFL. Because yeah. I feel like we talk about it a lot in gist, but a lot of his information is so good for the guy that he is, right? And it's the best yeah, way that I, I understand football. And he said that the biggest thing that has impressed him about Brisbane, because now we're talking about him, is that they have come out, understood the slow start of the year, and they've gone back to what they know works best. It's the explosiveness, and it's come back, and they just explode. And a minute Brisbane go at the minute, no one stays with them. No one can. Yeah. Uh, they blew the blue used guys apart. I was at cricket presos, and it was notable. Oh, that was that was unbelievable. Yeah, but that was a bit of us figuring out things too, because I'll say, but I think that was a start. I think that was a start. One thing I can say about go. Port, you can tell when they're not on, and you could. Yeah, you could you tell. Quarter, you know? Lucky he's played Connor. If you, Jimmy Jimmy Geneva said it on the yeah, way home. If you played a good team, like a top six team, you would have lost by five six goals on the weekend. Oh yeah, he would have got yeah. done on the weekend. Yeah, would done. Yeah, I think we're just doing this this phase where we're figuring out the adjustments because a lot of our plan A's have had to go out the window because of injury. So it wouldn't surprise me. Look, I'm not that disappointed right now. We're equal third. So people are forgetting that. We're level on points with Geelong. So end of the day, it's not panic stations it's for not me. Yet. We just need to get to the bye within touching distance. Reset. Who do you play who do you play before the reset. bye? Reset. Uh we play this week. I know we've got Fremantle. The week after it's our bye. So we're at the bye after this week, which is probably yep. the best thing possible. We've got Frio than the bye, which for me is massive. Coming off the bye Thursday night huge. Geelong at that's home. A big game. That's but huge. That- and I really like that. I like that we get the bye and then we get a big game to roll straight I think, in. And then we get... Uh, just just, just quietly, Geelong get the bye too. Yeah. yeah. So they always are... They are dreadful off the bye under Chris Scott as well. Every year they lose practically. So it wouldn't surprise me if they beat us because of that. But I know that historically they are... I haven't got the stat with me, but I know it's like eight of the last ten... Under Scott, they've lost off the bye. Yeah. But anyway, so for me, look, there's a lot to play out still. If we can figure out how to overcome some of those issues, it, as long as we get in the top four, we're going to be a threat. At home, you're too good. I, I, you're too good at home. There's one thing I will say about the power, of the power is that... No, we won't get a home. We won't get home finals. We'll be playing I feel away, like Unless we win the first power one. Power at home, big game, they will take anyone. The first one won't be you don't think it's top two? We, we will have to go away. Top two. We'll have to go I away think these guys find no, it no easier way. to get up for the big game than you do against the likes of Collingwood as well. Yeah, I agree. I think these guys... Even the Bulldogs game, we were in it the whole way until the yeah, last five minutes. exactly. I just think that you guys down there at Port Adelaide are made for the big occasion and the games you struggle in are the games like Collingwood where you're not playing well and you find it hard to get up to that level. The only reason you got up to that level was... Because it was, well, shit, we can't really lose this game. The pressure was on. The pressure was on, yeah. right? I just feel like if yeah. that was against a top four side, you guys would have come out and played a whole different brand. 
I think the last thing I want to mention is people are talking about this like it's the end of a window where for me, honestly... It's a start. We're still at the start of the window. Like, we've got so many young kids coming through. We're not going anywhere. You know, we're going to be around the top six for the next three, four, five years. You got, I think that's why... You've got, you a, got a premiership young, window why, of five years. Yeah, you do. And if you don't win and it... I think yeah. that's why Ken yeah. really wants to hang around. If you like don't win it in there, then, then you rebuild. Yeah, then I'd say Hinkley's had two rebuilds yeah. and not got it done. You've got to give Ken All right, time two years minimum. This two squad. years. You've got to give Ken a yeah. while now. Yeah. And then if he doesn't, no. That, and then if he yeah, doesn't, two years. See you later. Give another coach two more years with a premiership winning team. Time. And then if you don't no, win you it after that, there, if so. you don't win after that, then you rebuild. You do what the Crows did. You have to go out there though and yeah. get a premiership winning coach though. You after Ken, if you're in that window still. Yeah, but at that at that point, you're probably marketable enough. But anyway, we'll get to that, that at some other point. Let's shift it to the, crumb. the other South Australian side, which is the game I, I watched in full actually. This the week. crumb. So, the crumb. Massive result. Can I can I ask result. Paul? When is the last time we seen both Adelaide teams win by a point? First time in history. There you go. I love there that. Port have only Crows have only had yeah. four one point wins in the history. Yeah, add this onto the list. Jeez. That was yep. huge. In yep. what thirty four. years? Yep. Four. Four. Yeah. How many power had? I reckon they've had more than that. But about a couple, I think. I reckon I've been to mm. a few of them. But I think for me, what stood out was just the desire. I think that just how oh. We, we came and 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 we came again, man. Like, we just never stopped. It was like going through brick wall, through brick wall, through brick wall, through brick wall. It was ridiculous. And I re- really thought this young side were just going to fall away. Uh, Melbourne, I reckon, went 16 points up with what? Five minutes to go. I called game. I called game in front of everybody. I, we all called game. We kicked that goal. Oh, yeah, I think we all did. Yeah. Um, and then uh, who was it? Oh, t- what's his name was running. What's his name was running in open on goal, and he's a left foot kick, and it was on his right foot, and he had Petrarca to his left. Um, there were about four minutes to go. There were sixteen points up, and he went to dribble it through because he didn't look up. And what's uh, we had? Um, I forgot his name on the goal. Lucky Shaw. Lucky Shaw. Yeah. Lucky show on the goal line, he picked it up. If um, he handballs to Petrarca, the Melbourne player, I can't remember who it was now, um, or, you know, this is what my source tells me, he just looked up and decided, well, yeah, I'm not the greatest kick, but kick it in the air instead of kicking on the floor because it's my it's my uh, my good mate's... Well, kicking on the ground is a safe Yeah, option. but he didn't look That's up right. and see Lockie show. If he just looks up yeah. and... That's just if he just looks up and just... Caesar, off he goes. So the guy that cuts my lawns that knows his stuff about AFL, I can tell you he does. Um, he said that's when Melbourne lost the game, and I agree because from that passage of play, we go down and make it ten point ball game. I think Melbourne made it very hard for themselves I do too. when the game was on the line. There were a few incidences that really showed their inexperience and have showed why. I think they are going to fall away later in the season. So there's one incident with Petrarca when he's running with a clearance. At this time, I think they were maybe winning by about four or five points. I think this is before, this is definitely before the text yeah. goal. They've won a clean center clearance, and all Petrarca has to do is hit the top of the goal square, and all he does is try to hit this cute little lace out hit up ball to someone with two players around him. Turn the ball over, ball goes down the other end, goal. 
and it just showed me that Melbourne aren't there yet. Yeah, they didn't look like a team. I think they've overachieved. Yeah. They haven't played anyone. And the only team they've beaten is Richmond, and Richmond currently sit outside the eight. So I think there's going to be a turn, and we're going to get. I'm going to get to this with the questions as well because it's about it. But this weekend is going to show Melbourne's flaws, I think, big time. But on the Crow side of things, Ben Keys, oh, unbelievable. What a Paul Seedsman, unbelievable. Great fantasy pickup. Uh, yeah, hundred percent. So I've got both of them in our draft, and I can only play one of them. So oh, look, a bit disappointing on my end, but. I just think the Crows, it's one of those ones where it's the opposite of Port. You are over the moon, you're ecstatic, you've gone and beaten one of the team that's undefeated. You've gone and scraped a win when probably you deserved it, but you didn't Look, deserve it. I think, I think Melbourne if Melbourne that, just had a head, won it. if Melbourne kept a clean head, they win that game. Like You see with yeah. experienced sides... Their poor kicking as well Oh, I did them. too. Like, we should not have, have, we should not have been in the game, but... I think there's two things that I took out of it. Firstly, it was Melbourne's inexperience to slow the game down when they were ahead by 16 points. Um, if they just get a few... Oh, it was a bit early still, it, though. Even then, we kicked the goal to get it back to 10 points anyway. And then we kicked the other one, and then I think the Petrarch incident happened, which is saying, Paul. Yeah. There's a lot of teams out there that would have won that clearance and looked to just hit hands, chip it around, take some time off the clock. And I think Melbourne never once looked to do it. They kind of just got into the... They bit into the atmosphere that was that massive. That the next goal. That was massive. And they just kept wanting to come and get that next goal. And it never happened. Because obviously we... It was weird because when we were 16 points down, we won every stoppage. We won every clearance. We won everything, right? Um, and then as soon as we went ahead, with a minute and bit to go with Tex... Just, like, just a bit less, about 50 seconds. They won the set of clearance. They then won the ball up in the, in the fifty. They then won the. T- the difference was they went scrappy and it caused it caused it chaos. And, and then that's they, what they should have done. And earlier. then they won the clearance again from the throw in that could have been deliberate, right? And we'll touch on that in a sec. Yeah. Um. But yeah, and the thing that I took out of it for me as a Crows fan is when the young kids decide to play four quarters, they're good enough. Just with that young. That don't expect us to play four quarters every. Yeah, but young team doesn't week. play four quarters. No, exactly. Yeah. It, it's just even if you lose that game look, by a goal, you old, still old take touch it. on some things like compare our team now to last year. Look at some of these kids. But I rather our team. Yeah. Games, rather man. this team. They've had games, That's and I think just some. I saw some just stupid comments like on social media. Oh, Crow's getting up and about. They've won four games a year. Of course, they're going to up and about. They're, Melbourne are bloody zero and uh, nine and zero. We're the wooden spooners last year. What team wouldn't get up and about in that position? A young team, exactly. a young team. Look at and the way we won, huh? Yeah. You know, and for, had and you know, it, and text to kick the like, text to kick the winner off a Sloan kick into him. You know, that was great for my fantasy. It was just, oh, just just pisses Stephen me. Stephen Mayne so Yeah, and he got rock rinsed for the third to last goal, the text snap. Yeah, he got rinsed there, yeah. and then what was it? Fogarty kicked the second. Oh, how's the composure on him? Alright, what a kick. You know what? He's the one that I want on the ball. You know what? In that situation. You know what? How's the composure and the confidence to back yourself from 45, 45 on an angle? Go back from a young kid, from a 20 year old. Just some of these kids making me just. Some of these kids are just making me so excited for the future. Tom Dude. Yeah, well, he was unbelievable all night. And even like Jimmy Rowe. What's old mate? Oh, Muzzer. Muzzer, the tackle on Gorn. That's the turning yeah. point. Even like yeah. Jimmy Rowe, me and Paul and I, 
Woodville fans seen him at the grand final. How good was that to see? Yeah. Yeah, and just like obviously, and just some things that piss me off. Yeah, when people say, "Oh, why are you getting up and about? Won four games." And then you get the other side of social media because I was seeing people go, oh, oh, like, oh we're not too far outside the eight. We're going to go and try and make no, the No, no, look, we won't make the eight. Just don't take no pressure. We won't make the eight. Obviously not going to make no, the eight. Never. We're not good enough to make the eight. But, but take it. It's a rebuild. Exactly. The kids, the fact that kids went out there against a team that was 9-0 and went and won and played four quarters of football should make any fan base, no matter what club it was, going through that. Yeah, sport, but if that's... If that's excited if and that's, ability to get up and about. But also, the fan base should understand that this isn't the... The platform to go. No, it's not going to happen every week. Eight now. No, because we're probably no, we're not going to go win the next four or five games of football. No, it's a rebuild for a reason. You're going to have your moment of magic, which is proving the rebuild's working, and then we'll go back to having a couple of weeks. Where we're not going to be great. Obviously, like that was our first win in six games. I think. Yeah, about yeah. a month. You know, we're not going to get it, but you know, wins like that. How can you not get? That's I think what, even Paul. Where, Paul is a Port fan. Yeah. Even on your other Port fans, they were, in the end, they were kind of rooting for the Crows. Because, like, those are the wins. You, they're just yeah. so happy. Yeah. 100%. And, like, yeah. at the end of the day... It just, show, yeah. it just shows that something's yeah. working. That's, for me, I think that's, that's just big been thing. big. Like, you know, yeah. obviously, I love it. I've even... I love it when you guys are down yeah. out sometimes because it's funny. And yeah. I've been there. But, you know, like when we beat North Melbourne at, at, at Adelaide, Adelaide, Amy Stadium, we're 39 points down in the last quarter. Yeah, even Crows fans are getting up and about. Because you just it's just naturally, yeah. yeah, exactly. But I think so there's been a big, even a big culture shift in the club. Like we've signed on ten players, and you can just see the boys getting around each other. Even yeah. you see on social media, it's just completely different from three, four years ago. And I think a lot of credit goes to Matthew Nix. I think all the youngsters have signed on. Tom Duday Look, just I came out. Tom Duday, probably the Deadwood. Deadwood. Signed on all these young kids. Tom Duday's about to sign on. He's a Victorian. He's going to captain the club probably next year, year after. What does that say? The kid's going to be a superstar. And I think yeah, it just gets you really. so excited, you know, these wins, the Geelong win. How could we just, as a Crows fan, it's, you know, since past, what, four years, this is... Yeah, take yeah, it in stride, ride the just, ups and downs. It's, and that's the thing, we are enjoying it. But it's the beauty of a rebuild, though. These moments but, you know, a rebuild can go the other way. Look at North, their rebuild, it's just depressing. Yeah, but there's going to be a time where that's going to... No, but you can still be average and that. enjoy the football. Look at like, we... Look how depressing yeah, we were difference. last year. Don't yeah, the difference is no, no. But the difference, big difference, big difference, yeah. Dame. So the way North have gone about it is they've tried to stop Gapper and they've tried to just plug holes and get shitty free agents that can't get a game mm. anywhere else. Where the Crows, I've said this to Dom for two years. If you're gonna do it, do it right. Trade your good assets away, get draft picks, and go hard in the, in the draft and take it and suck it up yep. for three, four years. Exactly, and and, 30, and I'll say that, and then go hard exactly at it what did. You, yeah, yeah, and that's the blueprint. The dual rebuild. We got three draft windows right yeah. in a row, and I th- and then it and I think that's the track run because you've got rid of some dead wood, who probably could have still got, yeah. who still could have got a game. And you know, I think we've last draft window we've killed it, bringing in Sam Berry, Phil Thorpe, uh, Jimmy Rowe, who already established players. Yeah, man. you're gonna have to go. We go again. This yeah, year. we go again next year, year, and then who knows? We could be playing finals and trade away some assets, get some. Yeah, Matt Crouch has again. value. He could be gone. Does. Yeah. So, you know, I think it's just an exciting time. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Enjoy mm. it for what it is. Soak it up when you get the big wins. Just Don't compare it to like... Disappointing when you get yeah. that odd yeah, exactly. Like the Freeman yeah. one, you know what I mean? No, like, but that's just part of the yeah. the rebuild. You know, just those... Yeah, yeah. No, sorry, I want to touch on things. The Those crappy ones, yeah. Freeman or GWS, the 
I don't even know who else. And they are so greatly outweighed by the Geelong and the Melbourne. Like, Paul, you saw me on Saturday. Have you ever seen me like that? Yeah, yeah Instagram you. saw me. Yeah. It's just, you just can't compare it. And it's just, I think, such an exciting club where I actually look forward to watching them and want to go to games. I watch, I watch the Crows as much as I want yeah. And that's more, and that's because I've got an invested interest, but I just enjoy watching the Crows because it's, I, I know, I can, it's like Port, you can tell, it's interesting with both SA sides, you can tell from minute one. It's interesting because they're at so you, different ends of the spectrum, away. they're still so like excited to watch, I love yeah. watching Port, you know, I don't want them to yeah. I mean, win, you know, yeah, but sometimes, you know, they do everything, get but, behind them, but... When they play, an yeah, that's the thing. When, like, like on the weekend, on the weekend, Port were terrible to watch. That was disgusting. Yeah, I fell asleep in the second quarter. I missed the whole second quarter. I'm not gonna lie. That was part and parcel of the weekend mm. that yeah, we had. But yeah, but if it that's was hard to watch, I was at the point where I was playing FIFA, and I'm I moved into my little setup here, and I was playing FIFA whilst I had the game on the other monitor, and I yeah, never do that. I think that's just the game. I never do that. I watch Port in my lounge room, hard watching it. And, and critiquing everything, I couldn't watch it. Like I just had to. I had the audio there. I was playing FIFA and I'd glance. Oh, that was, was disgusting that ugly. to watch. It was that bad. But anyway, anyway, yeah. That's there's a few questions here that I want to touch on. Oh, this one's a good of, one. The first uh, one's a good one. Yeah, this is a good one. The JS uh, the question. question. Let's get that. Yeah, out of the way. this is easy. Let's get the JS is out of the way. Who's the best team in power. the Obviously, power. Get on but like we just touched yeah. on, exciting yeah, times for the state. Yeah. And you know it's great to see there's so many good SA boys, South Australian boys, boys that come from, you know, Paul and I, Paul and I, uh, Woodland fans went to the grand final. Seen some of those boys, even Paul Tour at Collingwood. I think five of them went in the first you know, twenty picks. SA football, SA football, blitzing it. Yeah. All right, Russo's question this is a good, is a good one, one actually. There's an easy answer here, which I kind of want to scapegoat out of so Russell's question is um, out of the clubs not in the 8 as of round 10 which team is the most likely to I'll tell finals? you easy answers Richmond yeah. are the only team um, that jump in Sydney and I think Knights. Sydney drop out yeah I think we mentioned that they're gonna good really absolute struggle. great young core probably the best young core in the comp but like we said kid, young, kids aren't ready I'm just looking at the ladder here how in the hell is St Kilda level with Essendon, Carlton, Adelaide, and their blast on that? Yeah, Melbourne Essendon, Carlton, Crows, St Kilda. And I've said this. I've said this for the last two years. Four. They do not. They are a poorly run football club. No, they're just a poorly run football club. They've spent they've so much money on free agents that can't donkeys. get the right at the club they're at, and they're looking for money. And St Kilda have opened the checkbook. And are paying guys massive overs and like that are just taking forward. Yeah, you know, oh, I like him, but they took Brad Crouch from us, and you know with that pick, he's done nothing this year. And with with that pick, you know who we get? We get Sam Berry, who's killing it. Yeah, where they could have yeah. Sam Berry, who's a Victorian, killing it for them on a third of the price. I think for St Kilda, they just need to get the balance right. They're just, I think they're just poorly, to, poorly run. Um, they'll get I don't it think right. they will. I think St Kilda will get it right. Whether they'll make the eight or not, they're not, they're not far, far game out. Like, like they're one game out. If they can string some games together where the, we know they're missing Marshall, there's only been a couple games where Marshall and Ryder have played together and those games have looked really dangerous. So for me, 
if St Kilda can get that continuity, if they can get Hanabry up and going because he made a big difference last year, I think that in that middle group, if I had to pick one team out of that middle group, for me, it is St Kilda. If they can get it right, that's just where I, I sit. At can the they get it right? Because their midfield is unbelievable. They have to. With Ryder, Marshall, Crouch, uh, Ross, Steele, Hanabry, Hanabry retired, Billings, didn't he? Ha- Had- Hill, how do they not? No, he's still on their list. I, just, I don't think, I just don't see them there. getting it right. They have, I can't see them not. Then they've got Mel Yeah, but why haven't they got it right? Why haven't they got it right so far? Yeah, I know. I know. They're, you're talking about a team that knocked the Bulldogs off in the final last year as well. They've gone win, loss, loss, yeah, win, loss. and they just played Bulldogs and look what happens. Yeah, I know. They lost by 100 points. But I think that sums up where they've both gone from the finals last year to now. I just think, I, I just can't write them uh, off just yet. We'll, we'll touch on this at the end of the year, but I've, I've written them off. They go Sydney, Adelaide, yep. and the bye. And then Richmond, which is a huge game. They could Who's win that? all three of those Thank if you, they get it right. They got North Melbourne this week. They could win all three of those. They got North this week. Pardon? Yeah, yeah, they got North this week. Oh, sorry. Yeah, you're right. I had it stuck on from when I was looking at Port. So they go, yeah, North. Um, who did I say it was? Loss. Sydney and Adelaide mm. before the bye. The, yeah, Ad- Adelaide, Adelaide game's too, huge. Sydney are one of those up Adelaide game's teams huge. Well. Adelaide game's big. And then the Richmond one coming off the bye for them is huge as well. So, look, in five weeks' time, this could be a whole different situation. So, I won't go too much more into it. But uh, if I had to pick a dark horse outside of the eight, they're my dark horse. Mine are Frio. Um, Frio? Frio in Perth. I don't know. Good team. I just don't excite me. I don't think there there is a dark horse outside of the eight, really. Richmond. Yeah, it's Richmond. It was Richmond. You can't call Richmond a dark. Sydney miss out. Can't call Richmond a dark horse. No, because they get their players back. No. Should anyway. we? Should we? We'll do. Should we do an early recap? Premiership, Brownlow. Let's do it after, after the bye. Yeah, let's wait till after, after the bye. Okay. Yeah. Mine. A few I think he's both mine. Yeah. 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 And you know mine, so we'll see where that goes. We'll see if that here. changes, especially with an injury to that team mm. as well. Big injury to that team. We'll mention that in a future for, future podcast. And look, AFL talk will just keep coming through throughout the podcast because it's just going to be forever changing for the next, what, how many weeks we got left? It's a really exciting year, actually. Plenty. Yeah. Still like 13 weeks yeah, left. Yeah, so we got plenty of AFL talk on the podcast coming through. Yeah. All righty. Should Western United sack Mark Rudin and start over or keep That him? is a very good question. I am not... Thanks, Shadow. ...in... I'd keep uh, yeah, I was going to say, I'm not in the habit of firing coaches per se as someone that gets the way in on that. I think that a lot yeah. of the time, new club, you've got to give people time to implement and you've got to understand that if a coach comes in with the right idea, the right philosophy, the right mentality and can build something with players, it's not going to happen overnight. It takes time. As long as you're building to a project, which it seems Mark Rudin is, you just got to give him time. Yeah, it's been a little bit rocky there, but there's a bit, there's more positives to, to Western United than there is negatives, I think. There's some really good kids it, coming through And he's too. building these kids and they're understanding the philosophy and the way he's yeah. playing. Um, I think if you bring yeah, in another agree. coach, you, it changes and it goes to whatever. For me, I had a really good quote given to me by a guy I coach under this year. Um, and he said, look, 
You can't please everybody in football. When I say football, I mean soccer here. You can't please everybody in football. The moment you try to please everybody in football, you're going to get run over and you're not going to be able to coach efficiently and effectively. The moment that you do it your way, your philosophy, your process, that's the moment that you will be able to implement and build something sustainable for that club. Now, that was given to me as advice to do my own coaching, but I think it applies here to Mark Rudy. He's doing it his way, how he sees best fit, and I think it would be a mistake if West United turned around and said, no, we don't want it that way, because it's too early yet. Yeah, if this goes on for another two, three seasons, there you go. But they've got nothing to lose by keeping him, and I think it would be better to keep him. Yeah, same. Especially because they're a new club still. You don't want to start your identity by chopping and changing all the time. I just don't think you achieve much by doing it. Yeah. So I think the short answer is I think we're in agreement to keep oh, him yeah. at this point. And there'll be more A League too. I think he's too. a good manager yeah, anyway. Too. There's going to be a lot more A League. Is Rodsy a Western United up. fan? Uh, yeah, I believe yeah. he is, isn't he? He is. Yeah. It'll be interesting, Shadow. Let us know, man. Like, what do you think? What do you want? to see happen at, at Western too. You know, it's one of those ones where because you've got City doing so well, you feel like you need that quick fix. I wouldn't be, especially in the A-League, I wouldn't be trying to find a... A-League's a different league to the... Yeah, European I was going to say, it, it's exactly right. Yeah. The A-League is... What coach do you bring in? Quality's not there. What coach do you bring in that wants yeah. to come here of quality? Yeah, so it's, it's a big unknown, yeah. huge unknown. So that's the short answer. Then this is the one that I... This is another shadow question as well, uh, Rodzi. Uh, predictions for game of the year with Melbourne and Bulldogs. I think you guys should probably tell very quickly where I, I think. Um, I'm going to. I'm going to tell. Gonna absolutely. No extra law though. No extra law. I, I think man. Bulldogs, Bulldogs are going to win this game, right and game of the year was last weekend. Rods uh, crows won by a point. Sorry, <laughs> no, <it wasn't. laughs> for us, it was. <laughs> I think yeah. Bulldogs. Yeah. I think no extra law doesn't make a difference. I think to Bulldogs are just, just How good are they to watch though? Oh, Tim English back as they well. They are the best team in the comp by my. They are so good to watch, Paul. Yeah. Oh, tell you what. Yeah, I love them. They're my second. They've been my second. I've always been from when they're not from playing sixteen. Us, I such a soft spot for them, and I hope they do it again. I'd love for them to do it again. Oh, same here. I think yeah. everybody could get on board the Western Bulldogs train. I love Bond. A lot. The Bond. The Bond. The Italian. Yeah. Italian stallion, mate. To watch. The amount of the amount of uh, mullets that's in that. Oh, I love I love Bazlenka. I love it. Oh, oh Baz. Yeah. Alrighty, a couple of questions to go still. A big, big week yeah. of questions. So, North Beach. You know, it doesn't really pipe up with questions, it, so it's good to see. He was in my Twitch involved. chat and came up with this one, and I thought it was a good question. I'll tell him to start getting them in. The oh no, no, he was so. just in my chat and we were talking about the pot <laughs> He let me know, and then he goes, "Who realistically can yeah. you can you get in as manager?" And I was like, "Do you mind if I put that to the boys in the in the pod?" And he goes, "Yeah, do it." All right, so North Beach is saying Poch to yeah, so um, Spurs, or that was just I just um I just lay down what happened is he came into my Twitch chat, which he normally does, Damon underscore twenty three. There you go, there's the plug. Um, and what happened was is he was saying, well, there's reports coming out from the Daily Mirror, the Independent, um, that Poch apparently is finding it really tough in France. Well, no day he didn't win La Liga, and he's tempted into coming back home, right? And there's reports that Spurs are keeping tabs on the situation and are prepared to have Poch come back. Now, that's not Poch being sat by PSG. That's Poch resigning and then moving back to Spurs. Now, do I think that's going to happen personally? I don't think Poch would this early on. Do I think if this was a year or two down the track, I could definitely see it. Um, But there's a lot of reports coming out of England. So North Beach is pretty reliable when he finds stuff as well. Um, 
Buddy Ars, who realistically can Spurs get in as manager? I think we touched the nail on the head, me and you, Paul, that it was Southgate. And I think that suits him. And I think that's exactly what's probably going to happen. But outside of that, who do you think? And to Dom, if you listen to last week's podcast, do you agree that Southgate could probably get this role? Spurs role? Yeah, I think that he resigns as England's manager after the Euros. Nah. And then... Nah, Nuno gets it. I think you said that last time too. Nuno gets it. Yeah, I don't know. I just don't see the options out there, to be honest. It's like, to me, Spurs manager is like Harry Kane. Where's he going to go? Uh, you know, there's not the option. Isn't oh, that'll, that'll be another podcast and season, season right, review. Yeah. I'm not so, bringing that up because I've been talking about that move the whole night on strength tonight, and I've said it to death about... I just don't see Poch working yeah, under nah, Levy. Again. You don't work under somebody who sacked you. After the bullshit he went through. If you're sacked, yeah. did you go back to work then? No way. Nah. I have to pay me double. I'd, I I'd like have to pay me double. No, nah, nah. It's just shock of culture. Um, wouldn't be ideal. Players would have moved on from that philosophy as well. It's just not, it's not a recipe to work. So I don't see it happening, to be perfectly honest. So that's where I, I see think it's it. Southgate um, or Nuno at the minute. Uh, is there anyone else that you want to go out there and get it? I don't know. I think you never know. International Allegri, Allegri on standby for the Madrid oh, Zidane yeah. leaves. Not sack the Yeah, apparently he would... Allegri nah. wouldn't go to Spurs. No, nah, he wouldn't though. go. Really I think Allegri only comes out of retirement for the Real Madrid job. I think he's on... Does Zidane, does Zidane get the sack and go to Spurs? No. Nah. No way. I think he... No, they finished second. I think he goes and uh, retires Zidane. No, they said, they said the only, if he leaves on his own terms, Allegri's yeah. got the job, but it's completely on him. But I don't think he'll leave. Who do no, I think he loves it. I think he loves it too much. They'll do a big overhaul, Madrid... They just signed. They just they actually Modric just signed on for another season. Mm, wow. Well. I just don't know what's. Yeah. I don't know. That team needs youth. Mm. I don't know how else they're going to find a manager of quality that's going to come into that football club. They don't need to. They just got to find an identity of playing, get some kids involved. I think they just need some energy. They just. It's the same team that won the three years in a row practically, like rather than Ronaldo. Whoa. You can't say only Ronaldo, really? I think. But no, a bit more because he had that impact and it's Ronaldo. Yeah, but what I'm saying is the rest of the team's good enough. <sighs> Do you think it just says more about Ronaldo than... Not to dominate, not to win, not to win no, three but... Champions Leagues in a row, but to be doing better in the league than they are. I guess we would forget. They won us When I meant of quality, I meant the Cruz, Modric, Casemiro, Ramos, Varane... That team's good enough. You can't argue that it's when not I good met, enough. Not to w- when I met manager of quality, I meant for Spurs, but Real Madrid will find a manager of quality because of the name of Real Madrid. If Zidane leaves. Yeah, 100%. Zidane's good enough to get they the best need, out of that team. Like I you think. said, they need youthful players coming through and it's not Madrid's identity to do that. No, they don't have to be from they can go buy them. They don't need to keep playing the same old farts that have been around there for eight years. Look, I think, I think, <laughs> you know I think I mean? it kind of tells how much they need to get some youth into that team because it's the first time a Spanish squad hasn't had a Real Madrid player in it. In I've read the stat today; it's yeah. like thirty odd years. Yeah, I can't remember off the top of my head. I was reading the stat today. Kind yeah, of is telling. That's right. That's where I, I see it with it all. With regards to Spurs, is who knows. <laughs> Lots to play out, I think. So we'll figure that out in the next few weeks. Yeah. Last question for the night from Dim is: What are the chances of Barca signing Aguero just for Messi to stay for another two to three seasons? 
because um, he's willing to do anything for him to stay. So I don't know. I think I don't think Messi needs Aguero to sign. To no, stay, I just like, I just really. think Messi wants Aguero there because it's just another player that he knows that's capable of helping him try to achieve the Champions League because of the experience. Nah. But I just. Think that Messi, nah. Messi's kind of done. Aguero's best behind him. Messi's kind of done. He wants Aguero to be, you know, there because I wouldn't say Messi's done. He's still a good no, top I meant Messi's done as in. I meant Messi's done as in wanting to be yeah. at Barca. I feel. Nah, I don't I just, know. I don't see him going anywhere. I think. I think. Really. C- I think right, for the money I think he wants, City's the only club that would ever get Messi. But no, nah, he'd get the shit kicked yeah, out. Yeah, and him. I don't think Messi wants to really entertain that. I think. I think Messi deep down knows that the window on winning another Champions League may be closing. I think it's closed. Yeah. It is closed. I think the Barca team's nowhere near it. It's the only reason that Aguero is going there, I think, is because Messi's like, I want to play with him. Because Barca is stupid. Yeah, I think it's just Messi going... They let Suarez, they let Suarez go because he's too old. They're going to bring a guy that's two years older than him in. That's, me- that's Messi going, up. I want to play with Aguero. Just let's do it. And yeah, yeah that's it. All right, sorry, I can finish on something huge. England's provisional 33-man squad announced for Euros. Can I read it out? Oh, give it to me. Okay. Don't comment before I finish. Ah. I've got it up. I want to get it up. No, I'll read it out, Damo. No, no, Damo, 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 don't. Damo, don't. React. I won't. I'm not bringing it up. You just let me react. Keepers. And I will try not to react. Keepers. Yeah. Pickford, Johnstone, Henderson, Ramsdale. No Pope. I would have taken Pope. Henderson Ramsdale, no Pope, no Nick Pope. No. Oh, I would have gone. I would have gone. I would have gone. Henderson Ramsdale, Pope. Henderson Ramsdale, Pope, no Pickford. He's a donkey. I would have dropped Henderson and left Pickford. Nah. Okay. Anyway, I just don't think Dean Henderson's had enough games. Defenders, and I think the games that he's played has been horrid. So defenders, yeah. Chewell, Connor Cody, Ben Godfrey, Reese James, Maguire, Mings, Shaw, Stones, Trippier, Walker, Ben White, Alexander Arnold. You left that to the last because <laughs> obviously it's in. I think I think Trent was always going to make the provisional squad. It's yeah. just if he makes the final squad. Um, midfielders: yeah. Bellingham, Henderson, Lingard, which is good to see. Mason Mount, yep. uh, Kevin, Calvin Phillips, Rice, Ward, Prowess, and then forwards: Cavalier and Foden, Grealish, Greenwood, Kane, Rashford, Saka, which is good. Good to see. Oh yeah, that took Saka. That's good. yeah. Sancho, Sterling, Ollie Watkins, another one I'm happy to see. My boy. I just think that. Look, they've got the provisional squad right just by sounding it because they've got in a few young kids that may not get in the squad, but it's good for them to get, be there. Get to the camp. Get to the camp. Yeah, you know, like I think that's a really good thing to do. I've always been a big advocate that you take a few youngsters over, even knowing that they're probably not going to make the final squad. Okay, and just I'll, give them that I'll, taste. I'll put one to you. So how big was that? Twenty-eight. Thirty-three. Cut. And the squad. It's thirty-three. They got to cut. No, it's twenty-eight no, man it's provisional squad. Oh, the one I'm, I don't know. This four four two article says. No, this... England Euro squad. Gareth Southgate names 28 no, men for the squad. I'll count it up, but how many are they actually taking? 26. 20... No, I'm on, I'm on the England, proper England Twitter. It's, it's gone from 23 to 26. I think they're allowed to have three more. About 26. Anyway, what about no Patrick Bamford? What do you say to that? He's had a good year, but is he... He's the fourth top scorer of the league. I think he probably deserves to make the provisional squad. Yeah, you're right, 33. Okay, who does he... Nah, not over those other yeah, options. The only one is Ollie, Ollie Watkins. Bit I see, but... Nah, Ollie Watkins is going to give you more for a longer exactly. period of time. Ben was a third, third top scorer. 
I think if this wasn't the Euros and this was like different type of striker, if this was too. like the European Invitational League, he would Bamford would go over and play games for England. I just think because this is the Euros, you got to go with what you know. And realistically, they're not going to get minutes. Nah, anyway. Ollie, Ollie Watkins probably going to get cut, get cut anyway. from the squad altogether. Yeah, so Bamford wouldn't get into the squad either. And I just think it's yeah. Ollie's younger, and there you go. Different dynamic. Yeah. Different striker. Is there any surprise in that 33-man squad that would make the final squad? I think... Anyone that's a smoky for you? A smoky, my smoky James Ward-Prowess. I think he makes it. That all relies on Henderson's fitness. Yeah, it does. It? I think he can make it on base on talent if he trains the house down. I just... I think if Henderson's fit, obviously, think Ward-Prowess squeezes he out, that. doesn't he? What center um, What's in a do they go with? <laughs> Stones McGuire? Yeah. As it to start or everyone? Yeah, to take. Was Tamori in that nope. group? He wasn't, was he? That's stiff. Um, ben White was in that group, I mean, wasn't he? Yeah, Ben White was there. It was good to see. I like seeing him. I think, I think he could make it. White, Godfrey. Godfrey could make it. He had a good season. He Go did. On. I just think that that's a youthful one. And if you're going to... Mings, I think... I won't take Mings. I, I don't think take Mings. Mings too many. Just, whatever. I think he'll take Walker as a centre back. Yeah, same here. And play the three. That's why yeah. he'll take uh, Trent with uh, Trippier. I don't think James goes. Well, that's I what think, should happen. Yeah. But all reports is, is that James is going to go. I've heard that. I think leave James behind, and then next year, it's kind of and then next year you take James and Trent, and you just bin Trippier, didn't you? Should be like three months suspended, and you won't even. I wouldn't even take him. Yeah, because he loves him. Gareth, Gareth has his. Yeah, boys. that's it. That's why I think Connor Cody probably goes, which he hasn't had a season that he deserves. Yeah, la- last year was the year he deserved, not this year. Yeah, and he's probably going to miss out. In my opinion, he should miss out, but I reckon that's one where like Godfrey probably misses he, out, and Connor yeah, Cody goes, realizes he's not good enough, and then Godfrey. Centre back's the weird sure. one. I think you know who's going to start for English, is who they want to take. I don't think there's really a smoky yep. there. Do you think Saka could get into the squad? Mm. He's my smoky. I, I think say, he can. Okay, who's because he's versatile? We can play left back and play on the wing. Everyone put in one smoky. Saka. No, you're kind of the both saying smoky. Do a different one. All right, not a problem. Said yeah, now said Saka. Damn, picks on those. Yeah, all right. My smoky out of the list is going to be Ben White. Oh, I was going to say him. My smoky is Jimmy Ward Prowess. Is it a smoky though? No, I don't think that is. I, I think, think that's just if Anderson's not fit, it's Ward Prowse. It's a straight swap. All right. But all right I guess you're right. running out of Smokies, though. Yeah. You can have it. Okay. No, I don't think it's real Smoky. I think that one there's a bit more Anderson, nailed on yeah. what's going to yeah. happen with him. Is Bellingham going? Well, Bellingham made the squad. It does But is he too young to make the errors? I'd tell you. Take I him. be taking him. Give him the experience. 26 man squad, man. You've got enough to You take an extra of each position. Yeah, he goes in my opinion, regardless if he's going to play or not. I think he's good enough to play for England right now. I just, uh, I don't think, do I, I don't think Southgate. It depends what Southgate wants to do after the Euros. Does he want to resign and take the Spurs job? Yeah, what's that Does got to do with it? He wants to win it. I think if he wants to win it, he doesn't take a kid. If he didn't want to win, he'd be taking Eric Dyer. <laughs> because of donkey. That's how I see it. Because it's his mate. He loves Eric. Dyer. England's such a good. So, uh, country to talk about in these situations. Yeah. Yeah. So much. They'll, they'll feature heavily in a Euro episode. Oh, they will. 
Yeah, let's leave the squad discussion until we've got Proper the squads. probably twenty six man squads. Yeah, feel like once we get the twenty six yeah. man squads, we'll do a podcast on the. We we'll do the week week before. We could do a stomper episode. I think. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. So I reckon for episode ten, boys. I reckon that's where we're going to leave it. A bit longer than usual but, from us, which is hopefully very good for you guys, the listeners. I just want to thank everybody once again for all their support. Gentlemen, do you want to say your goodbyes before I wrap up? Off you go, Dom. Ah, thanks for having me. Wish me luck for Sunday morning. I think I'm going to need it. And I can't even be on the episode next week. I've got wisdom teeth out on the weekend. So I think we'll be out. But Send us through some notes and then we can... I might be on another planet with the uh, end zone I'll be taking, but I'll I'll do my best. Yeah, we'll see. How you Does go. that mean we're going to Dom's house to Blame. watch the Champions League? Oh, I'll be. Fine. I reckon. I don't even think I'll bloody definitely not get up for it. I'll be that. Bloody high. I'll be high as no, a kite. You'll be up for it. Trust me. Champions League final. You. You'll make it. I'll try. Dang. Look, Dom. As always, thank you for being on. Paul, thank you for having me. Uh, absolutely over the moon that we've reached ten episodes, and thank you guys so much for the love. Um, we've had more people join the Discord and just interacting with everybody that has been joining the Discord has been amazing. I will say, as always, uh, look, I think the Discord is so much quality. Link is down below in the description that Paul puts in. I hope you to see you guys in there. If you do go into the Discord, I want you guys to do something, and hopefully you have listened after an hour and 45 minutes. I want you to go in and in the general chat, say hello, where you're from. Thank you, Damien. Cool bananas. There you go. That's what I want to know. <laughs> There we go. So thanks, Dame, for thanks, Paul. your little plug of the stadium. So once again, big thanks to everybody, uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever else you access your podcast. We are available. Much love to everybody in the stadium already that is helping to grow the podcast. I can't believe, as Dame said already, we've already done 10 episodes. We're flying through. Next week is going to be absolutely massive, and I can't wait to see you guys there. Have a great week, and we'll see you in episode Catch ya. 11. Catch